Off the board, man. We back for another episode. You feel me? Admir, joined by Mike, my boy Josh. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about this week. Um, you know, last week was a shame. Couldn't couldn't throw out an episode mm. due to some life happens though. Due to some unforeseen events. <laughs> um. Anyways, we gonna we gonna get right into the action. We gonna recap. The, uh, some of the some of the games from last week. First off, we're gonna start the undefeated 49ers over the Browns, 31 to three. Josh, biggest takeaways from that game? Um, I think one thing that you could really see is just how dysfunctional the Browns are. Uh, they try to get Odell the ball. I believe he did a pass on the first play of the game or something like that in the first series. It was just out of sync. I, I checked that shit though. He did, but it's just it was just dysfunctional. I think Odell had like maybe thirteen recep- thirteen yards receiving or something. I think it was in thirty. Yeah, or something I think like yeah, like one low. catch. And one thing that I also saw was just that Baker he can't see like when when he's in the pocket and the pr- pressure comes up, he doesn't step up. He tends to run out of the pocket, and that contributed to some sacks. So I think. I think the Browns have a lot of shit to work on. And it sucks because their defense is really good. So, it's a tough, tough deal. But, the 49ers. Loud ass but. The 49ers are undefeated. So, Kyle Sheridan is the OC, right? Or that coach? Yeah, one of, the, one of the other. I think, yeah, he's doing a great job down there. I mean, I heard Garoppolo after the game. He's talking about how everything clips and how they draw up plays during the game. So, that's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty good shit right there. So, hey. They they look legit. They got stable running backs. Brady's a monster. Kittle's a monster, and Garoppolo just has to be a game manager. So they got all the pieces in place, man. Mike, what's your takeaways from that game? Uh, so what I think is basically still I think the Browns are trying to trying to find themselves. Uh, you know Baker he didn't really play uh, that good of a game. He um, he had eight passes completed on twenty two attempts. He had a hundred yards and. And two interceptions. Um, now, um, you know, the them, <clears throat> I I I compare them almost to um, the Miami Heat team when they first got LeBron James, and you know, they for a while it took the Miami Heat um, a little bit of time to you know find that connection between the, you know the, all the teammates, um, and I think that. The Browns will eventually uh, you know, become almost like that Miami Heat team once they just, you know, they just got to work out the kinks and they just have to, you know, repetition, 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 repetition. Um, they just got to get comfortable with each other. And the only way you can do that is by, you know, playing the game. You know, practice um, is obviously good, but, you know, you're not going to get the full speed uh, reps that you will, like you will do in a game. So... Uh, those are my thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, I thought that last week or, um, you know, when, when they beat the Ravens, I thought that, okay, they figured it out. Like, they looked good in that game. They put a lot of points up on the Ravens. And you feel me? They was just they was balling. I think what didn't really help them this week was, you know, Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams was hurting that secondary. So when you got, obviously, your best defensive back in Denzel Ward and you got a rookie who's dynamic like Greedy Williams out for the last couple weeks, 
and they might actually be out this next coming week. It's tough. It's tough on that defense. You're asking dudes to to cover with less, and then that D line really it really hasn't lived up to you know to the expectations of what Miles Garrett was supposed to be, and so it's it's tough right now. I think they're really they're just gonna be up and down all year, and I don't I don't really. I'm not going to count them out of the playoffs yet, but it's not really looking too good I for them. I think they got a wild card shot, though. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, that division is its not the... the it's not the greatest. No. With the Steelers being shitty right now, right. the Ravens are really the only other good team. Mm-hmm. Bengals are terrible. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I see them, I see them making a wild card. Yeah. So, if if the Ravens make the, the playoffs as one of the, 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 uh, the four in the AFC... Then, if they can be the fifth or sixth best team in the AFC, yeah, I could I could see that happening. Moving on to the Colts, Chiefs, Colts nineteen, Chiefs thirteen. It, it looks like we might have found the Chiefs kryptonite, which seems to be just straight old school power football. Josh, first initial reactions. What what's the takeaways from that game for you? Man, they they were running the fucking football. Twenty nine carries for Marlon Mack. I mean, that's what that's what you really have to do. Cause I think the main thing you have to do is keep Mahomes off the field. Um, Mahomes only had he had thirty nine attempts on passing, but he normally throws for more. So I think the key to winning against the Chiefs is keeping them off the field. Cause you know that offense is pretty potent. Obviously, they're not one hundred percent. Cause Tyree Kill still isn't playing yet. But the <laughs> The Colts did a great job of just, you know, keeping them off the field and pounding the football and, and making sure. Because as you can see from the passing yards, they didn't really pass the ball a lot. So they just made sure they had more time possession and really held out to the to the whistle, finished the game. So they, they did pretty good. Yeah, the, <laughs> the run defense for the Colts has been, has been really good. I think as a whole, they've been playing good defense. Um, they held the Chiefs to about... 40 yards on the ground so when you can do that and now obviously you still got to account for Patrick Mahomes but um you know when when you can kind of bring the game just to that one one uh that one aspect where you can eliminate at least the run because you know you're never going to really eliminate the pass when you have Mahomes in there I think you have a, a greater chance they ran the shit out of Marlon Mack as Josh said 29 carries 132 yards um, and then Jacoby Brissett, he's been really good as a game manager for, for these Colts. They have a good defense. They obviously have a really good running back in Marlin. And, I mean, I think they're a good football team. Obviously, you know, any given week pretty much in the NFL. So what, what's your thoughts on that, Mike? Um, I do agree <laughs> with you in, in, terms of the, in terms of the running game. Um, I believe that. You know, with with uh, Kansas City and, and Patrick Mahomes, kind of what they do in the pass game, I, I don't think that that can be limited uh, because, you know, he's just such a, a, a great football player. The weapons that he has on the outside with with Hardman and, um, you know, Robinson, Pringle, um, and obviously Travis Kelsey, uh, you know, they're, they're going to pass the ball very well. But one thing I don't think that they did good was, you know, run the ball. Uh, it said Damian uh, Damian Williams had nine carries for 23 yards, and anytime you're playing a football team and you're not able to establish the run, things never uh, 
you know, never go well for you. And, you know, on the other end, the Colts were able to run the football. Like like uh, like uh, Josh said, uh, Marlon Mack had 29 carries for 100-plus yards. So, you know, that's going to – that's – that's gonna, you know, have a, a, a crazy effect on the game. So those are just my thoughts on. It. Moving on to the to the Broncos Chargers Broncos twenty, Chargers thirteen. We had this discussion last week. Unfortunately, we weren't really able to record it, but it was really the the question of are the Broncos or should the Broncos start going into rebuild mode, Mike. What, what do you think? You, do you think it's time to hit the panic button? Because to me, I feel like they need to start getting rid of their big-time assets, Vaughn Miller, Chris Harris Jr., Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders, and they just need to, they need to hit the reset button because you're not going to win a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco as your quarterback. Um, so now this is, this is Joe Flacco's first year in Denver. Um, Kind of like how I, you know, I said with with the Browns, um, you you know you need time to build camaraderie and to you know to 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 form a bond with your teammates and just kind of you know get acclimated to you know the the timing of their routes and all that type of stuff. I do feel that uh, you know the Broncos they've you know kind of in the past years they've you know they built themselves up. To have a good defense, and I still believe that um, you know that holds true. You know, having Vaughn Miller um, on the edge, having uh, Shane Ray, um, and then Chris uh, Chris Harris in the secondary. Um, I think that if they can, you know, can get some more out of those guys, which I think they can. Um, I just think their confidence is shaking right now a little bit, and I think they just they just got to get a few wins under their belt, and then they'll you know kind of get the ball rolling. But I don't think it's time to hit the panic button. Um, you know, it's, it's Joe Flacco's first year and, um, you know, with Emmanuel Sanders, you know, having the production he has in the past year, although he is coming off injury, um, you know, he's a, a guy who is, you know, who's been doubted all his whole life. So, um, he's always rise to the occasion. I think he'll do just that, uh, when it comes to, you know, kind of this situation as well. I think he'll, you know, uh, turn things up and you know be a, a play a big role uh, for the Broncos going forward. So see I think the Broncos are sorry as shit. Facts. And the only way you're going to win a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco as your quarterback is the way that the the Ravens did it. And that's with a dominant defense and he's going to have to be a game manager. So do you get rid of Paul Miller? Is that what I'm saying you don't have enough you don't have a team capable enough to compete for championships when Joe Flacco is your quarterback Vaughn Miller just got his first sack like two weeks ago Bradley Chubb is out for the season mm-hmm. like the defense ain't what it ain't what it was uh, so right it's not it's not the defense that won him the Super Bowl against Seattle that's not what that defense is so right now you just have you have an aging you have aging stars in Vaughn Miller mm-hmm. and Chris Harris and you got a quarterback who's old as shit and sorry as shit. So is that you think that's something that like you you think that they can win 
first of all, with the roster constructed they have, you think a couple more pieces going to get them even into the playoffs, let alone competing for a Super Bowl? No. I think I think you get them in the playoffs. I don't I don't know about the Super Bowl. But but if you aren't playing for a Super Bowl, what are you If you aren't playing for a Super Bowl, what are you playing for? You know. I mean, yeah, sure. Everybody's playing for the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, so. but not everybody's not everybody's getting there. The only team that's getting there consistently is the Atlanta Patriots. Motherfuckers at the at the beginning of the year, everybody always says in interviews, "Yeah, we're you know we're, we're trying to get to the Super Bowl," but none of those teams ever do. Yeah, but and that's none of those teams are ever good enough. Obviously, I think it's boomer bust. Like for every team, it's got to be Super Bowl. Whether whether you know that you're in rebuild and it's uh, we looking for the Super Bowl in three to four years from now, mm-hmm. or it's we're a contender right now. Because are they a contender right now for a Super Bowl? No, but I don't even think I don't even think that's how you should look at it. Honestly. So how should you I, look at it? Then? I think I don't think you should be thinking about Super Bowl. <laughs> I think you need to think about your division. How can you win in your division? It don't matter if you can win your division if you can't beat the Patriots, if you can't beat the Chiefs. But you that's the first and the thing. Chiefs in your division. But the first thing that you have to do is win your division. Once if you win your division, you're gonna get to the playoffs. That's the first step. You can't just think Super Bowl and then, you know, just fucking, um, you know, think you're going to get past fucking anybody in the division like it's a cakewalk. You but gotta, you got to know that you're built to be able to take on, at the end of the day, the New England Patriots. That's who that's who you have to know that you have to that, that, that you're going to go through. You're going to go through Foxborough. That's, that's, that's where the, that's where the playoffs been through the last eight years. That's a fact. You got to go through Foxborough. So it's not winning your division isn't good enough, especially not in the AFC. Because mm-hmm. if you just win, winning your division is gonna get you a trip to to Foxborough is gonna get you a trip to your couch right after that. So, so either you're contending now, you're contending, and when I say contending, it's do we have a chance to beat the Patriots? Yes or no? Broncos don't have that right now. I mean, but like you said, it's any it's it's any given <coughs> any given week. So I don't sure. think I don't think it should be your thought process should be hey can we can we beat the the Patriots because everybody everybody's scheme is different because you might be able to you know a team that you might beat uh, a team that you beat might be able to beat the Patriots sure so it's like you said any given every any given Sunday um, so I think you just have to focus on number one yourself um, and a team that you have and and being productive and efficient and whatever offense and defense but what, you when you're when run. you're one and four Mike like you you don't think now is the time to start rebuilding your roster you're one and four the team's sorry the quarterback's think, not gonna get better I don't I don't think Von I, Miller ain't gonna get younger I don't think I, I don't think I'm one and four so so let's say if you could get a first round pick for both Von Miller and another first round pick for Chris Harris Jr you're not doing that right now say it one more time a first rounder for Von Miller, a first rounder for Chris Harris. You get two firsts, you're gonna have three firsts, you're gonna have a real legitimate chance to rebuild your team with a younger roster. I don't know. Because right now you're not gonna compete with the Patriots. You you're sure as hell ain't gonna compete with the Chiefs in your own division. I don't I don't know about uh, I don't know about Von Miller, but Chris Harris, yes. And possibly even Emmanuel Sanders. So Nah, I do yeah, I'll do that for Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't give up a first for him anyways. But Either way, man, we're going to move on. Ravens, Steelers. Ravens 26, Steelers 23. I just, I really like this Ravens team. 
especially led by Lamar Jackson. He's really explosive. He does a lot of different things. He's a, he's a human highlight reel. So for me, obviously, the you know I could talk about the Ravens and their defense and their run game and and how good Lamar Jackson has been, but I think the Steelers are just so incompetent right now. Like the way that they are running their organization really makes no sense to me. They have a sorry team, right? Their their franchise quarterback is injured. Then they go out and trade their first round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick, who's about to be on an expiring contract very soon. So you about to have to pay Minka Fitzpatrick for a team that's sorry as hell, for a quarterback that's not there, and you likely, based on the way their season is going, you just gave up a top five pick for him. So really the story to me is just how bad the Steelers got so quickly. Mm. Like every year we were talking about Patriots Steelers, Patriots Steelers, right, right. Patriots Steelers. Like there was there, that was the the real two teams for the past however many years since Manning retired, right? And now it's like, damn, what the hell is going on? Like that that move was a head scratcher. I don't know for y'all, but it really didn't make no sense to me. I think uh, I think it just I think it started uh, kind of when I really felt like it all started with AB. Like the cancer himself, the can the, the cancer man. Call God, call God, <laughs> Mr. Big Chess. Uh, when they uh after the uh or was it the play the playoff win where he had you know Facebook Live the whole thing and uh, you know got on 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 Facebook Live and then they heard Mike Tomlin saying uh, some, something about yeah. the Patriots and. Uh, you know, after they lost to the Patriots, then it was like a whole big thing about, you know, why is he doing that? Why is he on his phone during, you know, while the coaches is, is talking? And then I believe that offseason, Le'Veon Bell was, you know, um, was trying to get was trying to get a new contract, and then he held out. And so I just think it all stemmed stemmed from AB, and that you know everybody got a hold of it, and it was like Mike Tomlin can't control his players. So then after that, um, so this season, more, huh? Yeah. So this season, then with with, with Ben getting hurt, I just think that uh, those guys are, are are not. You know, I don't think that team is is very disciplined. So, Josh, your thoughts? Man, I think it's unfortunate to see just how bad they got so quickly. Um. <laughs> My Almost first, sounds like saying that, sir. You know, and the funny thing is, I was preaching that it's different for Juju when you're going up against oh, yeah, the top coverage, you know? When you are when you have A-B on the other side of you and the whole entire defense is rolling to A-B, that's a, that's a different beast. You can, you go against the number two, number three corners, different when you're the primary option. And we're seeing he's struggling because he's not a primary receiver. So I you, think he's a great choker. He's a great kid. He, he's off, obviously has, you know, his antics off the field in terms of his social media. But I think we all had to slow down the horses. And also in terms of just the Le'Veon Bell disrespect because you've seen James Conner go off for a couple games last year. This I is, mean, this is different. We You need star caliber players to win big football games in the NFL. So you don't think Juju Smith-Schuster is a, a number one for a team? He can be for a sorry team, 
for a playoff contender team, no. I don't think he has the juice. I don't think he creates a separation. What do you, what do you I don't think he can really play against number one. <laughs> I don't. I don't get that. What do you mean? Like he's. I don't for think he's he a can, number one. I, how can he? So he can be a not number one receiver for a sorry team. Like if a team sucks, he can be their best receiver. Yeah, but for you you know what I'm saying. The NFL we're talking about though, right? Yeah. Right. But I you, get you get what I'm saying though, right? I get what you're like, saying. Like I'm me. But I'm taking AJ Brown over over him right now. AJ Brown. Yes. I don't know. I think it's too early for that. I I I loved AJ Brown coming out of Ole Miss. I thought he was amazing in terms of his route runs and how crispy run routes and how big of a receiver he is. That's AJ Brown is a rookie. That's fair. And look what he's doing. <clears throat> he's a rookie, but and Juju look what has he's doing. right. But look what ha, what Juju has done for the past as, two and a half years. Okay, as a two. <clears throat> Regardless, last year he had fourteen hundred yards receiving, seven touchdowns. His rookie year, he had 900 yards, seven touchdowns. Who was on the other side of him again? <laughs> yes, Antonio Brown was okay. on the other side of him. Who's so regardless, 1,400 yards is what? like, I don't care if you were number one, number two, number three. That's a lot of yards. From what, from what I see, it doesn't look like Mr. A.J. Brown is having a... He's having a pretty damn good season. I mean, is he? 12 receptions. That's for the season? 12 200, receptions? 250 no, yards. 250 and yards? For, and you think he's better than Juju Smith-Schuster <laughs> right now? <laughs> No way, Jose. No way. I'm looking at Juju, 24 catches, 333 yards, two touchdowns. Looks like Juju's a lot more productive, and that's not mm. even. Um. <laughs> y'all just gave us the middle finger in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all can see that, but. Hey, and he's, plus. He's wrong. And Juju had six catches for 78 on the Pats, five catches for 84 on, on the Seahawks, three catches for 81 on San Francisco. Seven catches for 75 against Baltimore. Now, these aren't no spectacular numbers, right? Like, these are some these are some good, solid numbers. And all of those teams I just mentioned have good defenses. New England, arguably the best defense in the league. Baltimore always has a great defense. Seattle, you know what they're about. Yeah. Like, San Francisco undefeated. Big part to their defense. And Juju is still having productive games against them. So... You might just be stupid, but we gonna we gonna keep it pushing. Panthers Jaguars. Panthers thirty four, Jaguars twenty seven. The biggest takeaway for me, Kyle Allen, the new franchise quarterback. Oh, new for franchise. the Carolina Panthers. Whoa. Josh, <laughs> what do you think? Do you think if and when Cam gets back, he's going to get his starting job back? Yes. Why? I mean... And don't I might, say because he's 6'6". Six, six, I six, might six, be a little three, biased here. Because he's 6'6", six, six, 250. But I'm a bias. big fan of Cam Newton's game coming out. I think you have to respect the fact... I think I think, <laughs> I think... I think... 2012? I think... And what has he done? He was a league MVP. One, he brought his team to the Super Bowl. He brought How his team to the Super Bowl. How long ago was We that? need to stop this nonsense. Let the man's been hurt. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. We need to stop this nonsense. Ahead, the man's Josh. been hurt. He had a. Sh- he played halfway through his season last year with a messed up shoulder. He shouldn't have played. They say he hurt his foot. Okay, he's hurt. He's he wears the Superman logo, but obviously he's still human. <laughs> I think so. I think we need a pause. Or let the man get back fully healthy. Once, because people are so quick to forget. 
You know, <laughs> that's the craziest part, man. It's healthy, I mean, man. Healthy, man. I mean, no, I'm about to just disrespect Cam Newton. That's like not him. Kyle, Kyle Allen is playing great, good for him. Nobody but is disrespecting my man team. Cam Newton. It's he Cam has Newton's not team. been productive in a few years. Go ahead, go ahead. He Mike. has not been productive ahead, in a few Mike. years. Talk and to him. When you are when you're in the NFL, it is a production based business. Facts. What have you done for me lately? Cam Newton has not done anything for niggas lately. So that's just you know he 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 can't. You know, and I, like I like like you said, I was a big I was a big fan of Cam Newton coming out of college at Auburn. Um, you know, I think the whole thing with you know with him and his dad and him taking money, like I was I was on his side. Like you're like you're a college athlete, you're trying to provide for your family. I you know I wanted I want to see you win, but then you know he got uh, uh, he got MVP that year. Um, he went to the Super Bowl. I was happy for him. Um, even God, before that, smacked yeah. in the Super Bowl. Oh, the, even before that though, like he was, you know, always on the sideline. There was this whole, you know, ruckus because he always used to put put the put the towel over his head on the sideline, and people were questioning his leadership and all that type of stuff. So I wanted to see him win, and and you know, he got his act together and won MVP. But ever since that Super Bowl year, like everything has just been, you know, kind of downhill, and he's just been average. Or maybe even be you know slightly below average. He just hasn't been consistent. He hasn't really been producing, uh, and he hasn't been the Cam that is Superman Cam. He's yeah. been he's he's been Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is his this is his ninth football season in the National Football League. And only yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Nine seasons. Like, what do you have to show for that besides that one great year where he won the MVP? That one year he won MVP, 35 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, ran a lot, had a lot of rushing touchdowns, cool. The other years besides that, his next highest touchdown for for passing season was 24. Like, it like I'm not I love Cam Newton as a person. I don't think the the things that they say about him as a leader are necessarily true that you know, he he's not a great leader. I think he's a different leader. I think he leads differently. Feel me? Like everyone don't everyone don't lead the same, especially when when you got black quarterbacks like like you see Lamar Jackson. He not leading the same, like but he leading his team. So I like him as a person. I don't think he's a bad leader. I think he's a good football player. But when you can get someone like Kyle Allen, who is winning you football games right now. And you can get him for a rookie contract. You have, you have to, have to, have to take advantage of that. The one way that you can compete in this league for championships is having a good quarterback who is on a rookie deal, so you can stack the rest of your the rest of your roster. Because as soon as that quarterback wants to get paid or needs to get paid, he's going to take thirty to forty million a year, and now the rest of your roster is going to take a hit. So when you have Someone like uh, Jared Goff early in his career, Dak Prescott early in his career, right? You have Mahomes right now under a rookie contract. You need to take advantage of that. And I don't think you can do that with Cam Newton. I think he's still a good quarterback, and I think he'll be a good quarterback for another team. But I think you got to try to get up under his contract, try to re-up next year, and really 
really try to stack the rest of your roster. Yeah, I think I think I think sooner or later, um, the Panthers organization has to make a decision. Is is Cam gonna produce for us? And if he's not, we're gonna you know, we're just gonna have to cut Cause, ties with him. Because Kyle Allen undefeated as a starter. Like I don't. There's nothing more you could really you could really want from a guy. But right now we're just going. We're gonna take a quick. We're gonna take a quick one minute break. We're gonna be right back with the the past Giants recap, and we're gonna talk about some of this weekend's games coming up. Like a squirrel, he always gets his nut. And we're back. <laughs> On that note, Pats, Giants, Patriots, your New England Patriots. Yes, sir, my boys. Mike, 35. My dog be Bolden. Yes, sir. The Giants. The G-Men. 14. Mm. Mike, I notice your team. Yep. They Let are. me know. Let me know what you're thinking about them right now. What you thinking about them? Right now, man. Like I'm, I'm a Patriots fan, um, but I, when when it comes to talking sports, I obviously try not to be biased. I think, um, you know, they are, and for a long time they've been fortunate enough to be in a in a weak division. Um, I don't you know, know how true that is. Although, um, you know, they so they so they're six and all right now. They played the Redskins, um, they played the Bills, they played. Um, the Giants, who aren't you know, who aren't, who aren't good, um, they played the Dolphins. They played the Jets. Um, you know, they did what they were supposed to do against the Dolphins, beat them forty-three uh, zero. The Jets always, for some reason, um, always a tough one. Uh, not necessarily not a tough one, but just not as easy as you would think it would be because the Jets always just have a, a defense that's able to hold up against the Patriots, and they you know schematically they run stuff. Um, you know, that kind of gets Brady's brain going a little bit. Um, likewise with the Bills. Um, so when they, you know, playing against the Redskins, the Redskins, we all know about them right now. They're a dysfunctional team. Um, Jay Gruden's gone. Uh, but, you know, last night, you know, the Patriots not, you know, being able to do anything really um, on the offensive side of the ball is, is, is a little bit scary. Right now, you know, they've got Julian Edelman. Um, Josh, you know, Josh Gordon has been quiet. He hasn't really been making a lot of noise. And then obviously with the absence of, of Gronk, him out to re- at, at retirement, uh, you know, the Patriots don't have, you know, that threat that they need. You know, Jacoby Myers, the rookie, he's, you know, he's all good and dandy, but I don't think he's a guy who's going to, you know, burn by guys right now. Philip Dorsett. You know, has some injury, so that's another part that's missing. Uh, Do you so, think when the kill Harry comes back, is that gonna? I think is that gonna be enough? I think that's gonna be huge. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't necessarily know what enough is, sure. but it's it. He's gonna play a very big and pivotal role. He's gonna be young. He's gonna have fresh legs. He's a big body. He's gonna be somebody who can go up and get the ball. The Patriots haven't had that in a while. We was hoping that it was was gonna be Josh Gordon. But to be honest, I think Josh Gordon is getting old. Um, he just his, he ain't been smoking enough weed. Yeah, some. He just his legs aren't turning over like that. And then you know Philip Dorsett is fast, but he's not a guy who's gonna go on top of anybody's head. And I think that's what Nikhil Harry is gonna be one of those guys who's gonna be able to 
you know, be a deep threat and go on top of people's heads and run a post route and, you know, run some double moves, um, you know, to kind of open up the middle of the field for Julian Edelman and then Larry Izzo and then uh, the rookie Myers. Um, but I do think, you know, the Patriots' defense is really holding them in games right now. Stephon Gilmore is playing out of his mind. Jamie Collins is is a great athlete. Uh, Kyle Van Noy, you know, he's coming he's coming off the edge and he's you know, he's he's making noise as well. Um, you know, the run game, I think I think the Patriots have to get um, you know, the backs more involved like that how they used to with <laughs> with with James White. The run game? Um, huh? You think the run game been good? No. All right. I'm saying they got to get I'm saying they got to get, they got to get them more involved. Like how they uh, a couple of years ago, how they used Shane Vereen. And, yeah, you know, I think of, I mean the run game to just to just to harp on that. Like Sony Michelle is not what dudes thought that he was gonna be. Still productive though. He's productive, but I just don't think he's a game breaker. Yeah, not in the slightest. And I don't, but I don't think the Patriots and have ever and will ever get a game breaker at run. Why not? That's just not who they are. Why not? Like you could, they drafted him in the first round. Yeah, you could have got a game breaker in the first round. I think because you could have got Nick Chubb. They Chuck. drafted him in the first round because he's a good system fit. Is he though? Yes. So what's he's his system a- fit? Carry the ball, get three yards of carry, and then let a receiving back come in and start shining. Like he has, he's a he's a what's the he's, system fit? He's a little guy. He has vision, but he's also able to come out the backfield. You can put him at number one. You can you know you can send him on routes. You can. He's not that dynamic. He's he, not Alvin Kamara dynamic. He's not, not Christian McCaffrey like. He's not Nick not. Chubb dynamic. He's not even Nick Chubb dynamic. Who was taken later in the draft? Absolutely not. But so he, do you, but do you he, think they but, fucked that pickup? I don't think they fucked it up. I think, I but think I do think I think like I said, I just think he's a system fit. I think he gives you more in the run game than James White. No, and um, maybe I'll tell you what. Uh, he gives you. I think he gives you more than Brandon Bolin. Brand, yeah, yeah, than sure. Brandon Bolin. Shout out to um, guy. Yeah, I think they also give more than <laughs> he, uh, he gives. Um, who who the Damn hell? Is? Huh? Damn he's not even. Yeah, Damian Harris. I don't even think he's. Bro. Yeah, he's. I just think. He's I don't know active. what happened with that. Yeah, he's. Damian. He's a cool dude, man. Yeah, he's just a bruiser. You I don't just know use why. him on scout team. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. The, but this is the thing, like, with Sony Michelle, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it like, I'm gonna put it like this. When he's in the game, it's almost like teams know he's going to run. Which is why I think some of his averages are lower. He's averaging around three yards a carry, mm-hmm. a little bit more. Teams know when he's in that the Patriots are going to run it. And as a result, their pass yards per play when he's in is also higher. So when you have him in and teams know you're going to run, that opens up the play action a lot more. When he's out, they're averaging more yards per carry but on the flip side, they're not getting as much on yards per throw. So I don't know how to feel about it. I think he, what he's doing, you can do with anyone. Yeah, I agree. You feel me? Like what he's doing, I think you can plug anyone in he's and just an average back. He's an average back who's just getting a lot of carries. Yeah. And if you want to build a tendency of oh, when this dude's in the game, we're running the football so you can open up the play action. Cool, you can do that with anyone. You don't have to waste a first round pick on him. Mm. A first like first round picks like teams out here killing for that. So I don't really 
first of all, like watching the game, you could see a noticeable difference when James White is in. You're right. Like he is a spark plug. There's plays I've seen James White make just in the, that game last night that the Sony Michelle might never make in his entire career. And there wasn't even no crazy plays. They were just plays that a dynamic player can make. He just doesn't seem dynamic to me. I don't know. And on the, the other note, the the uh, I don't know how, how weak that division really is. Like team like people like to talk about it like it's Yeah, I mean the the NFL's the NFL, but <coughs> when you continuously have, you know, a head coach after head coach, you know, getting fired, new D C coming in, new offensive coordinator coming in, it's it's not that the teams are bad, but you can't you cannot build a program, um, or at least a good program, and always have turnover. Like the camaraderie of the team and the understanding and the knowledge of the system is never going to be there because guys haven't been in the system long enough. So it's like you're always learning new information. Right. And once you're playing, a, you know, a team, not that the Patriots do a whole lot of complex stuff, but once you're playing a team who, who has been together for a while and a quarterback who understands the system – He's going to be able to dissect defenses uh, a lot easier. And guys are you know, on on these teams with new defensive coordinators and they don't even, you know, know, um, you know, what their checks are because they haven't, you know, been with each other long enough. So, I mean, that's just kind of my thoughts on it. I guess I guess my only thing that I was really trying to get at is like the Jets before, like while they had Rex Ryan. And when they were competing for AFC championships with the Patriots, like, that was a good team. That was. Like, that but, wasn't no guaranteed two wins a year. But when uh, when West Ryan was there, the Dolphins were shitty. Right, right, and right. Then, but but this, but this even when the Dolphins are shitty, like, the Patriots don't just go into Miami and just outright kill them. Absolutely. It's, like, mean, it's always been a good yeah. game away for the, the Patriots, yeah. for whether they're playing in Miami or Buffalo, like, yeah, those teams have historically not been the greatest over the past decade or two, but every time they go away to those teams, it's not no cakewalk. So I don't yeah. know how, and that's only six games out of the year. And I mean, still, but so. yeah, I think all the all divisional games are going to be somewhat um, close because it's, I mean, it's a rival, it's a rivalry game, and in, in my opinion, and you play them twice a year, so there's always going to be some bad blood. Um, you know, that's going to be. The game where guys are gonna have the most testosterone, like built up. <laughs> Those guys are gonna be. They play them twice a year, and it's a, you. You feel me? Is hey, look, nut up, hey. or shut up. So, on a side note, can we pump the brakes on Daniel Jones? Can we do that now? Ah, uh, yeah, we could do that. Um, I didn't, I wasn't too high on him when he first came in, anyways. But obviously, he he did his little thing yeah, the first couple no. weeks. Feel me? He was balling out, but. Go ahead, Josh. What you got to say about it? I just think like we need to stop after two games of evaluating quarterbacks like they're the next Peyton Manning or Eli Manning. Like, yeah, he had a good couple of ball games. Whoa, don't but, say Eli. <laughs> but, you know, now we see what he is. Obviously, he's still young. He threw a couple early interceptions. He had a couple good throws. He's, he's a solid quarterback, but I just think the league in general and media in general just need to pump their brakes and let the kid play out the season before we can truly evaluate him as a quarterback. But other than that, Giants are going to have a long year. Saquon's going to be back soon, though. Saquon's going to be back soon, but 
Freak man, freak man. <laughs> That's another debate for another day. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest takeaways are the Patriots need help on offense. Whether it's offensive line, I think the biggest, number one, too many injuries there. And they just don't have the weapons right now. Whether it's waiting for Nikhil Harry to come back from injury or trading for Stephon Diggs or an Emmanuel Sanders, something like that. Um, and their defense is basically one of the best they've ever had. Moving on, Saints-Jaguars at the Jaguars. Mike, who who do you got winning that game and why? Saints at the Jaguars. And it's in, um, it's in uh, Jacksonville. That's correct. At the Jaguars, that's what that means. <laughs> gotcha. My, my fault, big fella. My fault. Um, <laughs> um, I think I got I got the Saints winning. Um, so it's is so Minshew is questionable, right? Right now. Yeah, he's he's been balling, but he's a little questionable. So who is his? Who is the backup after Gardner Minshew? Couldn't even tell you. Probably don't have to think too hard about who gonna win the game though. Yeah, I got I got the Saints going. I got the Saints getting the dub. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Saints strictly because when Teddy Bridgewater got plugged in, it's Ooh, yeah. almost it's almost like they just didn't miss a beat. Mm. Obviously, you have arguably top two, top three receiver in the league, and Michael Thomas. He paid like one of them. He playing like one of them, and he is one of them. And then you got Alvin Kamara who. Uh, you know, arguably the best or second best. Dynamic. Of, yeah, t- dynamic playmaker who can catch the ball out the backfield. So, really, t- Teddy Bridgewater just coming in there, said, fuck it, no Drew Brees, that's fine. Like, we still going to be pumping out these wins. I'm going to still be balling out. Keep the engine running. Who you got Who you got winning that game? I mean, I, I would want there to be some type of controversy, but <laughs> I got the Saints winning this game. I think the Saints is just a clear-cut winner. They're a better team, better coached, and they just, they just got better playmakers. So that's going to be the side of factor. I see the Saints winning handily. Yeah, so next game up, Redskins at the Dolphins. You know what that means, Mike. At the Dolphins means they're playing. Okay. At Red- the Dolphins. All right. What Redskins. You got? Redskins at the Dolphins. I am going um, Redskins. Um, although, you know, Jay Gruden got fired, I think they'll find a way to get, you know, I think they'll find a way to get a spark somehow, some way. So, and I hope they do, um, because I don't want the Dolphins winning because they're in the Patriots division. So, uh, I don't even know if it really matters if they win or not. I think this is the one game the Dolphins are going to win this season. I agree. I think this, like, if there's going to be a more perfect situation, it's go- there. This is it. This is the most perfect situation. The head coach gets fired. The team is in in disarray. They're sorry. They don't have the talent. Oh, great work. Hey, you feel me? BLS education. Yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, they drafted a quarterback in the first round, and he's been the third string all Jesus. season. Like Gruden the, even won him. Yeah, Gruden didn't even want him. I don't even know how you draft a player a lot when of, your head coach doesn't even want him. There's like, a lot of backward stuff going on in that organization. I feel like I could run some of these teams better than these teams Jesus. run these teams. Ooh, Anyways, Redskins, Josh, who you got? I got. I mean, jo- Dolphins, my fault. I got the Dolphins winning because, A, they're both some sorry teams. Dolphins are at home, so I'm going to give them the home field advantage, and that's that. And I love Leonard Fournette. Go Tigers. Leonard Fournette. What the fuck are you 
talking oh, about? Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Jaguars. <laughs> this guy's in that. Go Tigers. <laughs> hey, man, moving on. <laughs> 49ers and Rams. 49ers Next game Rams. we got, oh. man. 405 game. <laughs> San Fran, Los Angeles Rams. At we got the, Rams. The, the, the undefeated 49ers going against the 3 and 2 Rams right now. Who do y'all boys got winning? Josh, we're going to go with you. We got 49ers, the undefeated 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. Who you got? That's Jimmy Garoppolo's. I got the Rams winning. Ooh. Okay. Why the Rams? Real quick. Just because they have a obviously they're we know who the Rams are. We know Aaron Donald. We That's know facts. We do know him. He's pretty good. You know, we know they have a very good defense and you know that they're very capable on offense. So I think this is one of the games like even though the 49ers are undefeated, I think, you know, Jared Goff throws a you know, decent has a decent game and they come out with a victory. I just think it's one of the games that they need to win in order just to really get their season projected towards what they want to achieve, which is a Super Bowl. So Yeah. I, I think the 49ers, they look good, they're playing good, but I think, you know <laughs> I think there's I just think the the uh the Rams? The Rams they come out with a win somehow. <laughs> yeah sir. I'm a t- <laughs> I'm gonna put it like this man. Josh got me all over the 49ers, they're undefeated for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not a bad team. They're not. I don't think they're as good as their record shows. I think they're going to have some type of a drop-off. Like, they're not undefeated like the Patriots are undefeated. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not the same type of undefeated. The one team has a dominant defense, has the greatest quarterback of all time, and the greatest coach of all time. 49ers, they got... The greatest quarterback of all time is backup. They got some, I don't know who on their coaching staff, to be honest with you. They got they got some guys. They got, uh, what's it, Breda? Matt Breda? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fat, the fastest dude in the league, apparently. Um, I think they're good. I just don't think you're going to go at the Rams and you're going to beat. You're gonna, I don't, yeah, I just don't see it happening. I'm going to go Rams. Well, uh, my take real quick. So, 49ers. They are not who we think they are. They are not who we think they are. 49ers, their first game was against we the Bengals. Really 41-17. Bengals are not that good. Second game Facts. of the season, they beat the Steelers. The Steelers aren't that good. Third game of Facts. the season, they beat uh, they beat uh, the, the Browns. The Browns aren't that good. So mm-hmm. right now, they have been lucky Maybe. and they have been fortunate to play a good schedule. Uh, so now, I, I got... Personally, uh, I got the Rams winning because I don't think the 49ers are who we think they are. And the Rams, they played the Saints and they beat them first game of the season. They beat the Browns. They, you know, they 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 fucked up against the Bucks. That just that just was. Yeah, we know, gonna we not gonna talk yeah, about that I don't one. Know what it was? They just didn't show up to the really. office. And then the game That's against just an the division game. Yeah, you know how it go. the game against the 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 Seahawks was 29 to 30. Although they didn't win that game. They're right there, and we all, and uh, we all, yeah, yeah, the missed we, field goal at the end. Yeah, we know how the Seahawks are. The Seahawks are good, so I think it, it's just kind of been unfortunate. I think this game is going to get them going. It's going to get their confidence up, and I think it's going to get them heading in the right direction. So we got all Rams there. Rams sweep. Cowboys at the Jets. Mm. The sorry Jets. The the mono. The games this weekend just aren't that good, man. They're not that good, mm. but we got to talk about something. Yeah. So. Cowboys, 
I mean, I, I'm gonna go Cowboys just off rip, but it's really it's been funny what's been happening with Dak Prescott in terms of just how much his value I think has he gone messed down. Up his bag, man. Yeah, he should have after those first two three weeks. He should have took it and ran. Should have been like, yeah, I got y'all. Like took it and ran. I'll, let me get 35 a year. Boom. Now you're good. I think he fucked up. But anyways. I'm gonna go Cowboys. I think just sorry. I feel bad for Le'Veon for what you know what he got to go through right now. Apparently he's happy there though. He's making his music, bro. He That's just what he's dropped saying. the mixtape. I could say I'm happy too and be sad, <laughs> be very sad on the inside. <laughs> but at least he dropping music, man. I guess that's good. That's fast, PJ. Who you got, bro? <laughs> I'm with Admir on this one, 100. percent That's Cowboys. So you got the Cowboys. <laughs> I got the Cowboys. Yes, Did sir. you know who we're talking about? <laughs> of course. Here we go. We were just talking about that. Here we go. Same thing. I got. It. Here we go. Here's another sweep. I got the Cowboys winning, man. I got the Jets are just stinking up the house. They can't. They can't score points. They lost to the Browns. <laughs> they lost to the Browns, 23 to three. They lost 14 to 30 against the Patriots and 6 to 31 against the Jets. I just don't think they have enough on offense to get it done. I got the Cowboys winning. Facts. Uh, the, the best game of the entire weekend. Ooh. Monday night. Lions. Dun, 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 dun. Lions at the Packers. Damn it. Lions, Damn it. I think, have been a very good football team this year. Uh, lost. A close one to the Chiefs. We know what the Chiefs are. Yep. Um, they had a tie. Unfortunate. What can you do? Weird system. Shouldn't be ties. Whatever. Packers have only one loss to their name. Aaron Rodgers is playing really well. Devontae Adams is looking like a top five wide receiver. Probably top ten. I wouldn't give him top five. What? I know he's hurt, but he's still looking good. Shit. Um. Either way, I think uh, I think Aaron Rodgers at home at Lambeau is going to be too much for the Lions, even though it's one of those rivalry games. PJ, who you got? Lions Packers. Um, I think Rodgers is a bad bad man. They're at Lambeau. I like Stafford, but I just think sometimes he's inconsistent a lot and. They have a good thing going on with carry on in the backfield. They're playing a very good D. The Lions do look good, but I might have to give the edge to Rodgers because he's just a bad man. So I think when you have a, a game between two close teams, superior quarterback play always comes out on top. So I think Rodgers is going to make a spectacular throw and put the game away. Um. So both of you guys going with? Go Pack, go. Go Pack. Shout out Kyle Jones, man. If okay. you're listening to this, I'm a, I know that's a squad. Okay, okay, okay. Um, shout out, hey, shout out my dog Kyle Jones, man. VC, VC of the year. Um, Recruiting but, coordinator of the year now. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I'm going to go with the, uh, a little bit of a different pick. I got uh, I got the Lions winning. Um, I know the. That's fair. That's fair. I, I know they, they are um, in Lambeau, and I know that's a tough place to play. Um, early in the year, if, like, if you're going to play uh, at Lambeau, I think the the, the weather um, isn't an element that they that they're gonna really have to deal with. So I think that's good. Um, you know the Lions, they you know they've been they've you know they had a tough schedule so far. They they played the Chiefs. They lost a close one in that one. Um, they they beat the the Chargers. Um, 
and they beat the Eagles. Um, so I think they're showing a lot of promise. Um, and I kind of think, uh, you know, that they'll get it done. They've got, you know, Matt Stafford. They've got Gall- uh, Galladay. Yeah, um, Galladay. Good guy. So, good know, receiver. Shout, shout out to the Mac, man. Shout out to the Mac. <laughs> so uh, I, just th- I just think they're going to get it done. Um, they'll find a way to get it done. So that's my thoughts. So that's gonna that's almost gonna wrap up our episode. One last thing that you know I really wanted to to talk about today was the young QB wave, right? Like we see what's going on in the NFL, we see what's about to happen. The the guys that are about to be on their way out, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. Ooh, Brady's number. Yeah, he he might actually be with the new QB wave. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, like all these. OG, like the dudes in the mid two thousands that was winning all these playoffs games, like they're finally about to exit the league, and the new guys that's about to step up and be the face of the league and the best quarterbacks, just to name a name a few, Pat Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, maybe Jared Goff, uh, my boy Lamar Jackson, and a strange one which I don't really know if this is a young QB who was on the come up. But, you know, Mike really wanted to – he really wanted to put this one in there. That's for him. Teddy Bridgewater, yep. which I think is a good player. Yep. He just been in the league for six years, so it's kind of strange. Please defend your point, Mike. Um, well, if you take a look. That shit weird. Well, if you, if you take it's, a look. It's so weird. What, well, number one, we got it. What constitutes as a young quarterback? As a young quarterback. I think a young quarterback is a quarterback that's been in the NFL for one to three years. And you can't use no crazy-ass stipulation like Brandon Whedon, who Why? was 28 when he first came in. Why not? Because he's that's just an anomaly. Mm. The average young quarterback when you first come into the league is between 22 and 24. This is my world. Even younger, twenty one. I'm pretty sure Mahomes is twenty one. This is my world, and I can and I can do what I want. It's he's been in the league for six years. He was a starting quarterback for the Vikings for three to four years, and he he's been good. He's been mm-hmm. a good player. He just hasn't been one of he hasn't been Mahomes. He hasn't been like he hasn't been one of those type of dudes. You feel me? I don't think he's so not young. So if so, what like I said, what constitutes as a young quarterback? Because what if if there if there is <laughs> Like, Go ahead. how is one quarterback the same age as another quarterback? But since one's been in the league longer, who the same age? Who's the same age? Tack Prescott and Teddy Bridgewater are both twenty six years old. I but this is why because one because <laughs> like they're both twenty six years old because one how do you how do you make one because uh, young quarterback and one because not a young I'm gonna tell you why I bet because we've seen. One of them's body of work mm-hmm. for multiple seasons for four, five, now six seasons. He's in his sixth year in the league. Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater, who I don't think is a bad quarterback. I just don't think he classifies as young right. because he's been. Yes, he is twenty six, but he's been in the league for six years. Dak Prescott has not been in the league for six years. Like if he, if Dak came into the league at twenty three, and now he's twenty six, that's a big difference than. When Teddy Bridgewater came in at 21 or 20, whatever he came in at, and now he's 26. Right. I still... Now, now, right now, I don't know. I think the the type of career that Teddy Bridgewater can have is... 
I still think you gotta come. He still counts as a, as a young quarterback because he he's the age young. Yeah, he, sure. I think in but this, when you've been in the league for six seasons, it's yeah. hard. I think an experience too, because how many full seasons has he played? He's missed one. So he's missed one. So he's played what? This is his fifth full season. I'd imagine fifth full season. But he hasn't even. What year did he start? Because because he, he was on the bench for one, right? Was he? He was on the bench for one. Got hurt for one. Was he on the bench for one? Or this? Well, this year he's about to be on the bench. I mean, should he starting right now? So well, yeah, right now. Regardless of what you was on the bench for or not. So let's say, so then take away take away that one year where he's hurt. So he's been in the league five years. Five years. So Carson Wentz been in the league four years. Dak Prescott's been in the league four years. Sure, I'll give it to you. But is he gonna be one of the faces? Of, the whole point of, of these guys, Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson. These are all faces of the franchise. Yeah, these are all faces of the franchise. These are the guys that are next up in the league. Is he one of the guys that's next up? No. It, I don't know. Because. What well, don't you know? They're, they're, his they're, his they're, first two seasons with the Vikings starting, he had 2,900 yards, mm-hmm. 14 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Now, okay. first year numbers I don't think are good indicators right. of, of what's to come. Okay, yep. Second year, 3,200 yards. 14 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. All right. I don't... Now, tell me his third year. Injured. Injured. So, first year, rookie year. Second year is supposed to be the, the, the where you see the curve. Third year is supposed to be where you, where you really see kind of the change. Got hurt. Now, he's got to start back over. And then, when that happened, they ended up getting a new quarterback. So, now his confidence is shaking. The, the the program, they don't believe in him, and so now they trade him away. All right. So, but the question is, do you think he's going to be a face of the franchise of some franchise? Of not, some, not 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 the of Saints. Some, of some franchise. Well, shit, he might be the face of the Saints franchise. To be honest, the way mm-hmm. that Drew B's on his way out too. Of some franchise, I do think he'll get that opportunity. Uh, I think he just, and I think teams are smart for making him the backup quarterback because he's a very productive quarterback. Uh, he, you know, he's been efficient. He's somebody who can, uh, who can ignite a team mm-hmm. because of his personality. And, you know, I think everywhere he goes, he's loved by the fans. And I think if he gets in the right system, the right opportunity, which, um, which is kind of what I thought he had in Minnesota, but obviously the third year he got yeah, hurt. It was unfortunate. So, you know, that was that. That was the crazy year where Case Keenum came in, and it was the the the, yeah. the freaking that crazy play. Yeah, Case was a good dude so, too. He was a good quarterback. Yeah, too. and they not th- no franchise quarterback. Right. And they thought teams thought Case Keenum being that old was a franchise quarterback. And People love playing playing. Quarterback and they ended up. And where did he end up going the year after that? Uh, is he on the Redskins now? Was it? It was the Broncos. Some then the Redskins. Team, right? It was, was the Broncos. It? Yeah. Then it was the Redskins. So. Even then, people thought he, at that age, because he was older than 26 at the time, was a franchise quarterback. So, I think... Um, a face I, of the league, though? One of those guys? Mahomes, I, Dak, Deshaun? Yeah, I think I think Teddy Bridgewater is definitely one who can do that. He Dude. just needs somebody to believe in him. Okay. I see you with a little sentiment. Just got to believe, man. The one thing I will say... <laughs> the one thing I will say about Teddy Bridgewater is he has incredible perspective right now. 
Like if you listen to his to his post game interviews, amazing. Like he just has the perspective. Like my dog I just missed the whole season. I, I tore up. my knee up. Like and they was a fucker with me. Yeah, like he has. He understands it can be taken from you at any moment. Mm-hmm. And I think he has immense gratitude and he has crazy perspective, which I think is good for for anything, regardless of if it's football or not. But when, especially when you're playing football and you understand that, you know your your last season could have been last season, or your next season could be could be your last season. I think that's one thing that's going for him. the The overall trend that I'm starting to see, though, on a on a different note. With all of these up-and-coming young QBs, the new QB wave, is look how many of them are black, right? Like, that's sort of crazy if you think about how quickly the league has has basically turned over that leaf where that, that stigma of if you're a black quarterback, you're a running quarterback. Right. Or if you're a black quarterback, you won't be able to, to be a good leader or... Like, you just won't be good in the pocket. You got to play outside of the pocket. Like, when you see dudes like Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, maybe Lamar Jackson, right? He's still a little bit. We still got a little bit body of work. But when you see those guys, like, playing quarterback the way that quarterback can be played to win you football games, Mm -hmm. it's like... It's a traditional. It's different. It's a breath of fresh air, like... Like, I'm tired of that stigma of of black quarterbacks being, like, run first. Like, that. that's what they, that's almost what they wanted to do with RG3 when he first came in. And I think he was one of those first QBs that was, that was truly good in the pocket, and they just misutilized him because he was fast. Like, these dudes are going to be fast. They're black. Like, that's how it goes. Like, they're going to be fast. Like, you're not going, you're not going to get... Some dude who's unathletic, but just because they're athletic doesn't mean you start running RPO and running these dudes out the pocket, mm-hmm. right? So, I th- I just think, you know, it's a really good direction that the league's going in with all these young guys that are about to be the face of the league. So, I don't know if y'all got any thoughts on that. Um, I do, I do agree with that, and and I think it's, I think it's good, um, because, like. I think we need that in the league. It helps us out. It helps the it helps the league out. It diversifies the league, and uh, you know, guys like Deshaun, guys like Dak, um, you know, help. And Mike Vick, you know, he paved the way a little bit, and it was you know, guys started to take a chance on you know African American quarterbacks, and um, I think Dak Prescott and Deshaun. And Pat Mahomes, I think they are, you know, kind of making making people believers. So, Josh, your thoughts? Yeah, I think um, they're starting to show GMs especially that, you know, there was a school of thought that, you know, your skill, po- your skill position players would be of African-American descent. And then your offensive lineman would be Caucasian, you know. And then your quarterback would be Caucasian as well, but I think Caucasian. we're starting we're starting to see um a different school of thought, and I think that really comes through the high school level because nowadays you're seeing more black athletes play the quarterback position, and it's not just giving the best athlete the ball 
24-7. It's more like they're actually developing them to play quarterback. So now that they're developing that these skills and these traits at the high school level, obviously that transitions to the college level. So now when coaches see, oh, you can have a quarterback that can pass the ball but also be mobile as well, it, it gives you more things to worry about on the defensive side of the ball. So obviously more colleges are going to implement that. And what's after college to NFL. So we're just naturally we're naturally just seeing this trend of, you know, have you an athletic quarterback who, you know, most of the time that's a black person. Who's, who's a good thrower who good happens thrower. to be able to run. Exactly. I we're we're seeing that trend in the NFL and we're seeing them be successful at it. So But it's a, it's a good trend. Hey, that that's all we got for y'all uh this week, man. Appreciate y'all for tuning in to the to the second episode of Off the Board. We out. Off the board, baby. Dessert.